all comfortably through the rapture and we can start a new eden and uh you know grow together as a family and rebuild the human race if only you all just have sex with me um and it'll work it'll it'll be it'll be great it'll be like uh uh, heaven here on earth we'll have our own paradise you know while everybody else is burning in uh eternal hellfire you said that in the preschool well, not in the preschool, but like, like uh, you know, out front. Oh, all right. Yeah. Is that when the cops showed up? No, I was gone. Well, I mean, they, I saw them, but I was like, I was out of there before they, you know, because okay. I have, you know, I've been in trouble for that before, apparently. Wait, what? Huh? Hey, everybody. Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't see you there. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see you there. At the wall in front of us. Yeah. How you guys doing? Shut up. Stop, stop <laughs> yeah, talking no, to your we podcast. Don't, we don't fucking care. What a weirdo. Yeah, These idiot. people just talking to their podcast like a, like a strange weirdo. person. Uh, well, I, I'm doing pretty well. How are, you, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tired. I'm dead. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so you know what I'm not tired of? What's that? It's talking about movies. Oh, man. I can never get enough of Me it. neither. Me also <laughs> not that. So we're doing another episode of Sequelize This. We sure are, buddy. Uh, this is episode 10. Are we already on 10 episodes? We're double digits, Holy motherfucker. Shit, we are rolling. Hell yeah. We're rolling. Uh, are we rolling? I think... How many more episodes until we do more episodes of this than you've done of the Dewcast this season? Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> You hear that, Ben and Dave? We gotta get it. We gotta get on it. <laughs> we gotta get it on. We gotta, we gotta get on, Marty. Yeah, uh, yeah but we're this is episode ten yes. of Sequelize This. We are chugging uh, along here, chugling. It's been it's been it's a been. really good time. I think. And yeah. I, I I hope everyone's been having fun listening to it. Um, I don't really care if you had fun listening to it because I I've been having fun doing it, and I'm gonna keep doing it until I'm not having fun anymore. So it'll probably be when when Chris and I stop talking to each other. Uh, which is any day now. Yeah, just uh, it's just inevitable. At this We've point. been on puppet strings for a while. Yeah, I mean, we're, right. like, we're basically literally he he has like puppet strings attached to my my shoulders oh, right now. Oh, oh. Um, and you know I'm kind of into it, <laughs> but don't tell him that. Mm. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, we're gonna Sorry. talk about an, uh, a movie sequel. Yeah, yeah, we sure are. We're talking about Godfather Part Two. A little movie you might have heard of it. It's called. It's, uh, Godfather 2, Coppola's Masterpiece. It's Coppola's Masterpiece. And, you know, <laughs> I was really excited to, to watch it this week. Me too. Um, I had the week off from work. Oh, yeah? And it was just like, all right, plenty of time. Like, I'm not going to not gonna be able to find any excuses as yeah. why I didn't watch Godfather Part 2 this week. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. What did you think? Well, so I, I was I was hanging out in my apartment, and I saw this really big spider on my wall. Oh, okay. Like, just huge. And I, I was like, I gotta kill the spider, you know. I just gotta kill it. So I grab the first thing that I can find, and I smack it against the wall. And I had to smack it like two or three times yeah. to kill this, this damn spider. It was, it was huge. Um, and and just so happens that what I grabbed to kill the spider with was my Blu-ray copy of Godfather Part Two. Oh shit! Um, 
so I open up the case and then like the disc is just shattered. Oh great! Um, so I'm I'm gonna have to order another one. Oh man! Uh, so I didn't get to watch it this week. That's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. Well, it's a huge spider too. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not anymore. It's not. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, oh. Now it's all in the, the backside cover of the Blu-ray copy of Godfather Part 2. Oh. Well, uh, good news. Um, I also didn't watch it. Oh, that is good news. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't have a good reason. I just didn't fucking feel like it. Whatever. Wow, that, that is not a good reason. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, it's okay because I didn't watch it either. Yeah. And, man, uh, guys, I'm really sorry. I thought, like, the 10th episode, we'd, we'd, we'd have it watched by now. Yeah, you know, seriously, like, I, I, I pulled it out. I put it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I put it in the Blu-ray player, and I started, and I'm like, nah, and I just, you know, I just drank beer and jerked off instead. Way better. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I haven't seen The Godfather <laughs> 2 and. I don't know, like 15 years. but Hot take, drinking beer and drinking off, better than The Godfather Part 2. I mean, it might be. I wouldn't know because I haven't watched the movie. It was just like, oh, I could watch, you know, two and a half hours of Coppola's masterpiece, or I could, you know, spend two and a half minutes. <laughs> well, I got a marathon man over here. Um, all right, well, shit. Um, well, we're, we're already here and we're already yeah. recording, so we, we should talk about something. Oh, um, Yes. You know, you know what I did watch. Not until you told me. Oh, uh, I well, I watched my godson the other night. And, oh, you know, just take your godfather. Yeah. <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Uh, um, no, I watched uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Oh, really? I I also watched X Men: yeah. Days of Future Past. What a coincidence! That's a very weird coincidence. It's, it's almost, almost as, as though we <laughs> we mentioned it last time. That we yeah, no, so we're gonna watch it. Um, all right. Well, okay. All right. Next time, for it, sure. For for sure, this time we're gonna talk about the Godfather Part Two. Um, we don't want to beat this dead horse, folks. No, absolutely. We don't want to find this horse head in our bed either. No, we uh, don't. That's a reference to the Godfather. You know. Yeah. That's how. That's how you know that we're such big fans of the series. Uh, a little movie you might have heard of it. It's called The Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather. So yeah. All right. Well, next time we'll definitely talk about Godfather Part Two. But uh, definitely. This time we should talk about the movie we watched. We should. Uh, Days of Future Past by the X Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> written and directed by the X-Men. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. Uh, I, I almost wish it was directed by the X-Men because the person who it was directed by was a uh, child molester. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. it was, right? Uh-huh. Shit. Uh, I don't even know how I want to say his name. Yeah. Um, famously uh, <laughs> known for pedophilia. Famously snubbed at the kindergarten. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No. Oh, no, they let him in. That's why he's got in trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, so that's like dark. that's like the only like awkward thing about talking about this movie is you don't want to like give the dude too much credit. But yeah, no. I mean, he he made a pretty good movie. Yeah, you, you know, I I'm more willing to I'm more willing to credit the the writing, the editing, and the acting than I am to credit the directing. Um, not just because uh, you know he's a uh, pederast, um, but uh, a, 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 a pederer. A pe- <laughs> Roger Pederer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
No, I, I, I really think I'm more willing to credit the writing and the editing and the acting than I am the direction because to me the direction is more like like standard summer blockbuster directing and sure. not that I think that that's like... Well, it's what this movie needed. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't think it's like below any kind of art form. I think all that stuff has its place, but I, I don't think it's as maybe as challenging to direct as something like... Uh, the Godfather Part 2. The Godfather Part 2, Coppola's masterpiece, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can see what you mean there. And, uh, yeah, so like, just to preface this a little bit, how many of the X-Men movies have you, have you seen prior to this one? Big Fat None Zero. None of them. So I watched... Not even the, the first ones? I watched... The, you know what the only X-Men movie I ever watched, and I, I got dragged to the theater to see it, was <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, so the best one. The best one. <laughs> the only one that i've ever seen wow that's, so, that's really interesting big and fat zero my wife on the other hand loves the x-men movies yeah so th- it's a franchise with a really like up and down like yeah like trajectory it's that's one of the reasons why i want to talk about this movie because it, it's this is a sequel to the reboot, reboot right. of the x-men franchise right uh, featuring like a lot of the original actors yeah yeah so that's that's one of the things that's like really cool about this movie is is that they they want like they used all the good parts of the x-men movies yeah. and they kind of put it into one which is why i think it, it does so well and like you know i I've, I've seen all of the x-men movies except for um X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. It's I bad. haven't seen the Wolverine. We're going to have to talk about that one. I would. I think it would be fun to talk about that one because yeah. of how bad it actually yeah. is. Um, or, I haven't, again, I haven't seen it, but I, I've heard only bad things about it's it. It's not so. great. Um, um, but no. I haven't seen those ones, and I you know, I didn't see Dark Phoenix just because I heard that was terrible. Yeah. But I've seen all the other ones, and it's really weird because, like, the, the first two, I mean, the first X-Men movie was, like, monumental. It kind of, like... Yeah restarted or like started this whole like comic, comic book, book thing, thing. Mm-hmm. like you have x-men to thank for the avengers and all that yes. stuff coming out and that sort of thing and then like it becoming a multi-billion dollar franchise yeah um yeah i miss it's important to note for this show like when we talk about these comic book movies there's like a handful of them that i've seen i'm not really <clears throat> I don't even want to say I'm not big into the superhero thing. It's just not something that uh, I actively seek out. I I, right. I like them a lot. I just don't. For some reason, they're just not things that I go out and spend money on. So I I know I've read the comics. Okay. Or like I've read every X Men comic. <laughs> I, I I know enough about X Men yeah, to sure. like to be able to follow along. And to be fair, I don't really think you need to know that much about X Men to follow along. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was looking at again when I when I rewatched it. Yeah. Is uh, I, I I guess I forgot how much of this movie. I mean, you can kind of, like, say it's exposition dump, and it definitely is. It is. Yeah, there's parts that are, like, exclusively exposition dumps. Sure, yeah. yeah. But I think it's 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 not a it's not bad, because, like, you no. you, you can see this movie without seeing the other ones and, right. and understand kind of what's going it's on. It's done purely for, like, um, oh, God, I just lost my train of thought. It's done for uh, accessibility's sake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, they, and they it, try and make it easy for you. Right, right. And I, I think it's I think it's works. I think it's a good I agree. Um, but yeah, this is, again, it's really interesting. So this is the sequel to X-Men First Class. Yes. Which was a reboot of the X-Men series because uh, X-Men 3 was a massive failure. 
Um, it's definitely one of the worst movies in the franchise, and that's saying something. Um, so they they rebooted it, you know, with a whole new cast. Um, and like one of the things I, I like so much about this movie is like the cast they 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 picked for first class was excellent. You know, you had yeah. James McAvoy as Professor Xavier. He's great in these movies. Yes, um, Michael Fassbender. I mean, nothing against Sir Ian, Sir Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. I think Fassbender is a better Magneto. He's really good as he's Magneto. He's so good, and yeah. and like I I watch I encourage you to watch First Class because he he gets to do a little bit more in that movie than he does in yeah. this one, and he's great. He's he's fucking great in it. Well, um, and he gets to really like really nail that bad guy thing. I'm, oh yeah, I'm presuming yeah. yeah yeah he's he's great. Um, and then you know you get and then you get the the original cast. You know you get yeah. Ian McKellen and and um, Patrick Stewart. And then you know you get to bring in uh, Hugh Jackson's Wolverine and yep. and everything like that. So it's 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 really I, it's it's a really bold idea. It's like you just rebooted this franchise with these new actors. Let's bring in the original actors and then have them like make a story around that. Yeah. And it, it's again it's based in the comic books as well. Like this is a story right. that yeah, was, was pulled a, from the comic books. It was I literally called Days of Future Past. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Really the biggest difference again i have not read the book but the, the biggest difference that i know of between these the movie and the comic book is the the person who actually goes back in time is kitty pride oh okay. um but they wanted to use wolverine because he's definitely the most popular x-men character oh for sure um and when you have hugh jackman you know you're gonna use him huge um, nothing nothing against ellen page i think she's a pretty good actress yeah. Um, but you're not going to make you know a huge like return at the box office yeah. if Ellen Page is the uh, the lead in your yeah. your big sci-fi comic book epic. Um, nothing against her. I think she's pretty good. But you know, I, I do like how they I do like how they justify it though in in this in this version of yeah. like why Wolverine's the one going back, uh, which is cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. So basically, the story is, you know. Uh, this the the beginning of the movie takes place in the far future. Um, China, huh? It's, it's like a well, it's like a Chinese temple, right? Well, yeah. So like, uh, it actually, it's it jumps around a little bit at the yeah, very right. beginning. It starts uh, in New York. Starts in New York, so you can kind of like see like where the world's at. Yeah. And essentially, you know, uh, mutants and humans are being hunted by these sentinel robots that are designed to track out the mutant gene in people and exterminate them. Right. Um, again, based in the comic books, and also, like, you know, just from a story perspective, something you can kind of easily understand. It's sure. like, okay, so this is what's happening. Um, again, without having much prior knowledge, you can right. jump right into it and be okay. Um, so you see, basically, you know, where it's at in New York, and then they jump to Moscow. Yep. Uh, and you see, you know, a couple of the X-Men characters you would be familiar with if you saw uh, 1, 2, and 3. So you see... Uh, Blank... Yeah, well, Blink was so like. There's a couple of characters that are new to this movie. Okay. At least in the in the film, so Blink is is new new to this one. Uh, Banshee is new in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the only characters that you see at the first scene that are, are familiar to you, it's um, you know Kitty Pride, yeah. Iceman. Uh, what's the fire guy's name? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Pyro. Pyro. That's Pyro, it. and then um, Colossus. Yeah. Uh, so those are like only characters that you had seen in other X-Men movies before. You get a couple of new ones in this. Which is, again, it, it kind of makes sense that, you know, over the years they'd find other members of the team to bring along. Sure. Um, and you, you get a really cool, like, fight scene. Um, I yeah. think it's a really cool way to open the movie up. Yeah. 
because um, also like it, it it does a great job of introducing you to the new X Men that you hadn't seen on screen before, mm-hmm. and getting to know what their, their powers are. And the bad cool. guys. And you get to yeah, a really good idea who the the adversary is, and it's these Sentinel robots. Which it's a lot of people were like upset at the design at first because they they look they look nothing like they do in the comics. Mm. Um, uh, let me Google that really quick because I thought I mean I don't know what the I I haven't read that particular comic. Well, it's so they address it later in the in the movie. Um, so the the Sentinels that they have in the seventies, yeah, look a lot like the Sentinels from the comic books, right? So it would make sense that they've uh, they've I changed see. and evolved over the years. Um, so like a lot of people when they first saw the trailer was like, "That's not the Sentinels. They look nothing like them." And then they see the movie and they see like the seventies version. It's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. that's a really cool way to address that. Um, which we'll again we'll talk about it at, at yeah, some point. I think they look badass. They look really cool, and you, you, they they look very imposing, es- yes. especially when you start to see how they can mimic the the powers, the powers of the X Men. Um, so that's one of their traits is like they they can use like the X Men's powers against them. So you get this really like cool scene where you have Pyro like shooting fire out of his hands, and all this stuff at the at the one uh, Sentinel, and he's kind of slowed down with it by, by a little bit, and then he like forms this icy coating around him and then he just like just tosses him off to the side just yeah. like completely eliminates him um he pop- breaks his neck right like, oh yeah that's right yeah he he, he he freezes him and then or no he what does he do he like he just he just chokes him to death and he, then just like throws him off the side he, well he picks you actually get to see his spine separate oh yeah which this, is really gross and yeah cool. this, this really pushes the pg-13 yeah to more, its limit more violence please oh yeah it's it's a very violent movie which again i think it's it suits this story because yeah. it really uh like makes you feel for these these characters in their situation like when they're like getting just mm. torn apart it's visceral and you, it really puts you in the action yeah uh, i'm not like not that every movie needs to be super violent but i think in some cases to make the threat feel as imposing as they are especially in this one yeah I think the, the violence was a, a necessary thing to have in there. And it, I think it works really well. Um, so, yeah, you used to see, like, you know, Pyro get his <laughs> neck broken. And then, like, uh, Iceman is, like, trying to freeze one of them. And then it, like, turns into, like, this molten machine thing. Yeah. And and probably, like, the coolest part of this whole scene is, like, it just grabs Iceman by the neck. Yeah. And then, because Iceman's, like, in his, his full ice form at this point. Because, like, you know, when he goes, like, Super Saiyan you know quote unquote he goes, he goes like full he like turns into ice and he just like crushes his neck and you yeah. see his like frozen head slide across the floor and he steps on it yeah and it's just like oh oh shit because again if you'd seen the other x-men movies like Iceman was a important character in those stories yeah. you're like damn they just killed one of the more important x-men like off the bat yeah yeah so that's another that's i mean that's one of the nice thing about like if you watch the other movies you kind of get a reference for it but like that's that's a really cool way to open this movie it's like it sets the stakes really high immediately um kind of like you know avengers infinity war when they kill like loki right off the bat yeah you know you kind of feel like oh shit this is this is for real um except this isn't for real because as you see a little bit later they are able to escape because uh, Kitty Pride can actually uh, like tap into the the mind of someone and go and use that to go back in time. Yeah. Um. So basically, she's accessing the memories of somebody and then using that to get like to a point in the past so that they can warn them of, of when the Sentinels arrive. So they're able to escape 
and then you know they all kind of disappear uh which is a, a cool way of like showing it you have this like really high stakes intense battle and they're able to escape um to like this medieval castle in china uh which then you see the uh the X-Plane arrived to. China. China. Which is, I thought it was kind of funny. So you get, like, the location cards at the beginning. Get New York, Moscow, and then it's just China. Yeah. <laughs> just somewhere just in somewhere China. somewhere in China. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that before, but yeah. You're yeah. Right. Um, I think CinemaSins has ruined me as a, uh, as a movie viewer. Because they point out stuff like that all the time. Um, so, yeah. So you get this, like, really cool castle in China. Uh, and then the X-Plane arrives, and it's, you know, it's Professor X, and Magneto's with him, and so yeah. is Storm. Um, and you get this, like, interesting, you know, reunion of characters that have met before and some that haven't met before, and then they kind of explain the situation. Uh, oh, yeah, Wolverine's with them, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, important and to note. <laughs> important to note. Yeah, Wolverine's also Very there. important. Uh, yeah, so they, they gets basically... gets a close-up, if I remember correctly, on the way Yeah, the he's, like, lighting a cigar off the yeah, plane because right? he's Wolverine. Uh, which is great. Uh, Hugh, Hugh, I guess, like, honestly, like, Hugh Jackman, he's just fantastic yeah. as as Logan. He's, like, he just suits the role so well. He does, Despite yeah. the fact that he's, like, a full foot taller than the actual character of Wolverine in the comic books. But you can Whatever. kind of excuse it that works. because he, he really goes all in on it, which is great. Um, and you kind of get the explanation of, like, you know, why they're all there. And, and Kitty Pride kind of explains to Professor X about... You know how she can basically escape these sentinel in- in interactions because she can go back in time and you know get them out of there before they arrive uh and they're like well you know what if we went back to before this is all a thing back to the future but, n- no the past we have to go back marty i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this yeah it's, it's funny because when i when we picked this movie um it's the second time travel movie in a row. <laughs> yeah, did we? Re- oh my god, yeah, did we really yeah. do that? That's okay. I like time travel movies. Yeah. That's probably one of the reasons why I like this movie. We have linked everything together. <laughs> yeah, just linking everything together. Yeah, uh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, so they 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 have to figure out a way to you know project somebody you know back to the seventies when everything kind of got started. Yeah, and then you get the explanation that you know Mystique. Uh, kind of started the Sentinel program because she killed the guy who was responsible for it. Right, and that gave everybody the reason they need in power yeah. to build yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like poetry. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so uh, they're like, well, Kitty Pride's like, well, I can I can send somebody back like maybe a month, but you're talking about going back decades, and uh, it would just tear your brain apart. And then, that, of course, that's where you get the justification as to why Wolverine's going back. Because he has a... In case you don't know who Wolverine is, uh, he has a very advanced healing factor. Yes. <laughs> so any damage done to his brain could be you know, quickly repaired. Yes. Um, which, again, like, this, it's, it's, I think it does a really good job setting everything up. Like, you get this, this really cool action scene at the beginning. You get these establishing shots of, like, where the world's at and, like, all this stuff. And you get, like, an exposition dump, but... I don't know. Did you? I felt like it wasn't overdone. No, I don't think so. I, I again, I think it was done purely for accessibility's sake. Yeah. For people like me who have never seen any of these movies, um, it makes it very, very easy to follow along. Yeah. Like you, you understand kind of like right away what's going on. Like here's the plot of the movie. 
here's what we have to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Yeah. And all that is covered in like the first 12 minutes. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's done really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so even like, like you know, I'm, I'm, even if it does, I don't think it feels heavy handed, but if some people say that it only serves to, you know, aid you in your, in your watching yeah. experience. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of reminds me, I guess, a little bit of like the Assassin's Creed games where you get the, sort of, uh, yeah. the rough outline of like why you're going back in the past, the beginning of it. And you yeah. don't hardly see it ever again. Um, cause they, they understand, like they want to get to the action part of the movie, like where, where yeah. Wolverine is, is, you know, going back to the seventies. I think we talked about it a little bit in the last episode where like in those games in particular, they were like, okay, nobody gives a shit about the stuff that happens in the lab. Right. Right. Let's minimize that. Yeah. Although I, I think they do a good job of like setting up the stakes. Like you, yeah. you and, and, and they kind of set up, it's like, all right, well, this is, this is our last shot. Like if, cause like. Which I guess they don't really ex- explain. Like, maybe this is the last place they could find a hide. But they, they kind of explain, like, this is our last chance at, at stopping this. So the whole idea is to stop Mystique from killing yeah. Bolivar Trask, as the character's name. Peter Dinklage. Which I gotta say, I love Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that they cast him in this movie. I am too. Because his character in the comic books, Bolivar Trask, is not a, a dwarf. Mm. Um, so, like, it's really... I think it's really cool that they they cast Peter Dinklage in a movie to play a role that's it's just a guy. Yeah, he like they don't they don't like draw attention to they it. They don't really draw attention to the dwarfism. Like they make like one snide comment. Yeah, somebody somebody gives him something underhanded. Yeah, yeah, but like it's other than that. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like uh, you know. Right, like, right. It, other than that, he's he's just a guy, which is just right. really I think it's really cool. I, I think that's done. Uh, Purely because Peter Dinklage is an incredible actor. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, so it's good. really great that they like they cast him off of his acting ability. Yeah, not because they needed a dwarf for this movie. Exactly, and I love yeah. that because I, I think he's a great actor and I think he deserves. He's a really good actor. Yeah, I think he deserves more roles like that. Yeah, he's uh, very good in pretty much everything he's yeah, in. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so props to the the casting department for this movie. And, yes, and props to Peter Dinklage for just being an awesome dude. Yeah. Uh, Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Only a few people knows what that is. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. When we could all be in the same room with other people way back when we would get together, we watched Game of Thrones. When the theme song would come on, we would all sing Peter Dinklage in tune to the song. It was great. It was a good time. Hey, remember, remember when we could like get in a room with more than two people? I do. Oh man, wasn't that great? Hey, uh, remember when we still liked Game of Thrones? Ooh, wasn't that great? Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, that's. that's I a... will never forgive them for ruining that show for me, <laughs> ever. It was so good. Oh man, and then it was so not. But yeah, Peter Dinklage is Oliver Trask in this, and he's yeah. he's the guy who kind of created the Sentinel program and. Uh, he's he's kind of the MacGuffin, in a way, um, but you know, you get this explanation as to why they have to go back in time, and uh, so like you know, Kitty Pride, played by Ellen Page, like yep. does the the mind warp with uh, did they do the mind warp again? Or is it, I guess it's a time warp. The mind warp. <laughs> Uh, with with Wolverine, and he goes back in the past. Yeah, and it, it's again, it makes sense too because they even bring this up too. It's like why they can do this is because Wolverine doesn't really age, so he would look the same in the seventies, right? Which I think is like a fun like way of explaining why he, yeah, he sure. looks the same, um, which is good. 
and you get this again like you get another like really great scene immediately uh like he wakes up in the in, in a bed with some, <laughs> with some, some woman. woman yeah um <laughs> that you find out he was supposed to be protecting like like the boss's daughter or whatever right. uh and of course he slept with her um so he I, just, I love the cool shot of him like looking out onto the streets of new york yeah yeah it, again it's a nice establishing shot like you you under, like you quickly understand that you know you know where he is he's in, he's in new york and then you can clearly see it's the 70s because yeah. um cigarette ads everywhere yeah right like, right yeah so it looks totally different um and then uh, you kind of get this this fun little scene where he has to like beat up the bodyguards because they're they're hassling him for sweet, sleeping with the boss's daughter, uh, as you do when you're Wolverine. Yeah, this is really funny. There's a the like a couple really great uh, asides of comic relief in this movie. Yeah, yeah. this one works really well. Like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think it's really funny. He like as soon as he wakes up, you see a lava lamp yeah <laughs> and he's also in a waterbed mm-hmm. so like two immediately like hell? yeah <laughs> it's really funny yeah just like immediate evidence that he's 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 not in present day anymore um and then uh yeah he has kind of has like a joking aside with the the bodyguards it's like yeah i mean i i you know i didn't i slept with her many times but you know this time i'm, I'm i've only been here for 30 seconds here for 30 yeah. seconds <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm actually from the future uh, which is just, just really really funny, uh, and you also get to see that he uh, he doesn't have his metal claws at this point because mm-hmm. he doesn't get those until no adamantium. Later. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is a good like continuity thing because again, yeah. if you since you've seen X Men Origins Wolverine, I have yeah, I remember yeah. <laughs> you would remember that. Yep. Bone claws, <laughs> bone claws, bone claws are ready. <laughs> Sorry, but it's also like I'm glad that they kind of kept that continuity there because you know. Uh, you know, fanboys would be like, he doesn't have his adamantium yet. Yeah, right. yeah there's a cool thought where, like, where he's where he's got the claws up and he goes, the hell? Like, it's like, like, oh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that's right. I forgot, I forgot that I didn't have adamantium claws at this point. Yeah. Um, and you get this nice little fight scene where he, like, stabs the guys and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. good. Uh, you get the, the, the gratuitous, like, they shoot him 15 times and he just, yeah. like, shrugs the bullets off. Yeah. Uh, and, and, dude, like, Hugh Jackman... Jacksman, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Hugh Jackman, <laughs> huge Jackman. Um, he, he's looking huge and jacked in this movie. Yeah, he is. Uh, so, a uh, funny story about this. I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, I believe this was the movie where Hugh Jackman was getting over cancer. He had cancer, if I remember correctly. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, and he had to go through chemo, and he lost all his muscle mass. I'm looking this up. Look it up. I can't remember if it was this movie or a different act. It was an X-Men movie. Hugh Jackman cancer. I uh, had no results for Hugh Jackman cancer. There was uh, uh Oh, okay. Never mind. He had skin cancer. Yeah. So, he had to go through uh, treatment to, you know, like like radiation therapy to treat his cancer and uh, he as a result, you know, if you know anything about that, it like totally destroys your body. So, all that tone and definition and muscle mass, he just completely lost that over the course of a few months. And it, when it was time for him to do, I think it was this movie, um, he needed a personal trainer to help him like rebuild his, his body. So someone gave him the number for The Rock, and he said he was like really, really self-conscious about it. And he's like, I'm just going to bother this guy. He's not going to want to help me. And he was like, he felt really sad and like ashamed that he had to ask for help and like really nervous about asking him so he calls the rock up and the rocks at the gym with his buddies and he's like you can hear him in the background like his buddies are messing with him on the phone 
and he goes, "Hey, uh, you know, Dwayne, uh, my name's Hugh. He, I'm, you know, like I'm Hugh Jackman. I, I, I someone gave me oi, your I'm Hugh Jackman. I'm mate. Oi, oi. <laughs> what you want, mate? Um, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm Hugh. I'm Hugh Jackman. I actually just got done with radiation therapy, and someone told me that." Uh, you could help me like rebuild my muscle mass, and he's like, you could hear the Rock's buddies messing with him on the phone in the background, and the Rock turns around and goes, "Guys, shut the fuck up! I got Wolverine on the phone," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that that like made him feel so much more comfortable, and it did. So like, if you are like reacting to how good Hugh Jackman's butt looks in this movie, you oh yeah, think, you get this this nice like money yep. shot of his butt. Like, you could thank The Rock for that butt because uh, <laughs> The Rock helped him like rebuild his body so he could uh, like go well, on they, playing. We have Wolverine. the technology. We have. We can do it. We can rebuild him. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he's like really veiny and shit. Yes, like, he, looks, he looks very good. Looks really good. Yeah, yeah I um, think he ended up looking better than he did before. So um, possibly, yeah. yeah. Good, good on him. Good, good on that. <laughs> Yeah, Jackman. sorry. Little aside. No, that's that's good information. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you fucking animal. God, you're so annoying. Um, so, oh yeah, they also mentioned like right before they they sent him back in time, because uh, they kind of mentioned that uh, Professor Xavier, you know, isn't obviously who he is now. Like he was going through some shit. Yeah, uh, and that uh, Magneto probably won't go along with. Him. Yes, uh, which is. Again, it's like another like really funny scene. You have like Magneto and P- Professor Xavier like be like, "Look, listen, this is not going to be easy." <laughs> right. Uh, and it's it's again kind of set up like if you seen if you had seen uh, first class, you would kind of know that going in. But also, I think again they they do a pretty good job of explaining it. You know, yeah. when they get there, so he steals one of the bodyguards' car and he goes to the uh xavier mansion yeah shout out to that car i, I think it was a chrysler looks really good <laughs> yeah yeah it's got one of the the good looking 70s cars yes <laughs> the 70s wasn't a great time for cars no it was not you got, a, got a good looking you one. got one of the good ones yeah um so he goes over to the xavier mansion and like the sign is like in the dirt and like the yeah. you know it's the garden's overgrown and stuff so you can immediately tell that, that things are not cool yeah um but he gets greeted by Beast. Beast, my favorite. Yeah, he's great. Uh, my personal favorite X Men. Once again, they they did such a good job casting like everybody when they did the recast yes. for for uh, first class. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Played by Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yes. Yeah. No, he's great. He's a really good actor. Yes. Uh, I've seen him in things, and he's good in all of them. Mm. Uh, he's really good in these movies. Yeah, I think he does a good job of like portraying both sides of the beast, like the like the really nerdy yes, the guy, dirty guy, yeah. But also like you don't you wouldn't want to fight him. Yes, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wolverine basically like, hey, hey, he's fucking with him. Basically, yeah. He calls him beastie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come uh, on, come he's on. He's like, you, you don't know this, but we're going to be good friends in the future. We're going to punch him in the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he, like that, because like in, in first class, uh, he develops a, a serum to kind of like, um, you know, kind of keep the the powers inert so that he's not like always a big blue monster yeah. all the time. Right. Um, so like that's why he, he looks like a normal person. Uh, when he arrives there, and then you know he <laughs> Wolverine punches him in the face, and he starts to kind of like lose control and turn blue. Right, um, and you get this this really funny like 
scene where he's like kind of going into the beast mode yeah and then you know you, you just see like him disappear and you get the shot of like the the, the uh the yeah, main the, the court, like the main uh foyer area and then just like Wolverine goes flying across the screen. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> pro tip, any of you young filmmakers out there, this is how you do effective comic relief. Because, um, like, uh, the, a lot of the subjects in this movie are pretty serious. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, uh, y- you need a little something at somewhere along the way. Otherwise, it ends up feeling too, like, edgelordy. Well, especially in a comic book movie, you know? Yeah. Like these are supposed to be fun. Yeah, this is the this is the reason why DC movies don't succeed. Yeah, unless you're Christopher Nolan. But even like the Nolan movies have a little bit of humor mm. in them. You know, it's yeah. it's <laughs> you know not to talk about those yet, but mm. uh, even those have some humor in them. Yeah, some somewhere somewhere along the way. They're not just all dour and sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's you get this nice little fun moment where uh, like Beast is fighting Wolverine. Yeah. And then, of course, like, Professor Xavier kind of walks in. He's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and he just, like, walks down the, the hallway. And you see, like, Beast hanging from his feet by the chandelier. Yeah. And, like, sh- like shouting at um, Wolverine. <laughs> on he's the on the floor, table. Yeah. yeah. he's on the table, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a really funny moment. And then you kind of get immediately, like, set. Again, he's just, his mood goes back down again. Because <laughs> then, you know, uh, he's like, I'm looking for the professor. And, and yeah. he's like... You know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a professor anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you kind of get this like tension where like uh, he's he's not willing to help out because uh, you know Wolverine, even though he he kind of successfully convinces him that he is from the future. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he's still Professor X is kind of still going through some shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, he tells him to, to fuck off. Shout is, out to hippie Professor X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's another like really keeps it in in in. The seventies. You got yeah. long-haired hippie professor, X. alcoholic, drug addict professor. Well, yeah, the drug is to because uh, yeah. in, in first class he gets his he gets paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah, um, and so like the the serum that Beast develops to uh, kind of keep his abilities in check also seems to help him be able to walk. Walk, yeah. But also keeps Professor X's abilities in check. So yeah. he can walk now, but he can't use his mind powers. Right. Um, Which he seems okay with. Yeah. Well, because the other part of it, too, is because when he has his mind powers, he can hear, like, Everybody. everybody's thoughts. And he can't really control it. Yeah. Because he's, again, he's still young in this movie. So, like, right. it's, it's still something he's struggling to, to control. Um, which is an interesting, again, if you're used to seeing Patrick Stewart, Professor X, who's, like, cool calm and control Always of in time control. yeah and then you see this who's just like he's just he's just a mess and it's again they do a really good job of, of using both elements of the the casting and, and yeah. both elements that you're you know you're familiar with or you know at least that you know about and uh kind of using them in an interesting way you know you get to you get to see uh patrick stewart professor xavier and then you get to go back and see his younger self in the yeah. same movie and it's just like oh man like it yeah he's he's come a long way uh, which is cool. It's one of the things I like about this movie. Yeah. They do a good job with it. I love when movies do that. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple really good examples of that. Uh, and this one, uh, yeah, I think they really nailed it. I think the casting was great for. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I haven't watched First Class, so I I don't know. I, I guess everything about the the you know the younger uh, actors who they put into the roles but they do a pretty good job yeah honestly like i know that you know now that the mc now that like disney and and marvel is in control of the x-men again um 
I know they will probably be recasting a lot of the, these characters. Yeah. I kind of hope they keep James McAvoy and, and Michael Fassbender. Those two you can keep for sure. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones, you know, not so great. But those two are just, just outstanding. Um, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence, she, she actually does a good job in this movie. Yeah. And in, uh, in the, the next movie, and apparently the one after that, she's just completely mailing it in. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's so over it at this point. Because, um, like, when she made First Class, it was, like, the first movie she made after Winter's Bone. Yeah. So she was, like, on the rise. And sure. she's basically willing to do whatever to, to, like, you know, make a good movie. But, like, by the time X-Men Apocalypse comes out, she's already, like, an Academy Award winner. Right. And she's already made, like, a, like a ton of bank off of uh, the Hunger Games movies. Right. And she's just, like, completely over X-Men yeah. at this point. Um, but in this one, she's still, like, she's still she's still trying. working, working yeah, with it. Yeah, she's, she's trying. still trying. Um, but, yeah, um, we'll get to that in a little bit because you haven't really seen Jennifer Lawrence yet. But, yeah, she's also in this movie. And she's good in it. Um... But yeah, the uh, the fuck off thing is another thing from X Men First Class as well. Yeah, because he uh, Hugh Jackman has a cameo in that movie because mm-hmm. they're like going out and, and like they're scouting out you know potential candidates for for the X Men, and they they see him in a bar. They're like, hey, I'm I'm uh, Professor Xavier, and like I'm I'm Eric. Uh, what's his last I name? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, and he's. And he's like introducing himself, and he's like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, and they turn around and walk out, which is a really funny scene in, in uh, X Men uh, First Class. But yeah, that's why he tells him to fuck off in this one. Um, but yeah, then you get kind of like this. Then it jumps right to Saigon, uh, and you get to see uh, this is where you, you run into uh, Raven. Raven, yeah, or she's Mystique. she's not Mystique yet. Raven. Well, she she still has Mystique, but they they, they call her Raven because that's her given name. Yeah, um, but and... she's not really Mystique yet because <laughs> she hasn't killed the guy. Yet. Uh, she has to kill the guy. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Mystique. Um, but uh, yeah, you get to see she's she goes up to Vietnam because you know obviously yeah. it's in the seventies, um, and you get to see. Uh, how like there were you get to, there's like one of the the privates that's that's in that room mm-hmm. is a character from the from first class. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's there's four privates. There's the, four privates. Four, four privates. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's like she she's disguised as a like a sergeant or whatever in the, in the army over there in Vietnam, you know. And, and he she finds out that there's there's four privates that are being you know sent back. Yeah. Uh, and she's there to kind of rescue them because they're all four mutants, um, and and so she goes in there, and you know you get another fun fight scene because you get to see her like, you know, use her disguise abilities and stuff like that, which is yes. fun. Yeah, and um, then Trask agents come in. They're, they're, it's Trask that's basically sending them back, right? Yeah, because they want to run studies on them. They want right. to run tests on them. Um, oh yeah, I guess we forgot to we forgot to mention there's there is a scene where you get you know Trask. He's basically presenting his sentinel idea to Congress. Congress yeah. Uh, and they, they shoot it down because, you know, the, there's a risk of, you know, civilian life. Right. Um, and, you know, there's just not enough proof that this is a real threat. Oh, yeah, because Congress has always had trouble getting rid of civilians. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> off Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they, they kind of shoot him down. And they basically need more proof that the the mutants are a real threat. 
Uh, so that's why he's, you know, trying to find more mutants and run tests on them to see, like, what, you know, what the threat actually is and stuff like that. And also for, uh, you know, so they can use their DNA as a, uh, to, for, like, to tune the sensor on the Sentinel robots. Because that's what the whole idea is, like, the Sentinel robots have a chip in them that can detect mutant DNA. Right. And that's how they can find targets. So he needs more data. Um, but, yeah, that's why they're being sent back to America. It's not because... They don't want them there in Vietnam. Because who wouldn't want a mutant fighting on your side in Vietnam? Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fucking sweet. You get to see a little bit of what they can do in this scene, too. Like, yes. the, one guy makes uh, two of them sick. The other one, like, makes two of them fall asleep. Mm. Um, and then, like, you get the guy with the tongue. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. Well, I don't... He, he, this is, like, a... I think, I'm sure he has a name, like, an actual name. He does, name. yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's Toad. Yeah. Yeah. I say I know it's the, it's something the famous really... X Men Toad. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of X Men, and yeah, like ninety percent yeah. of them are super weird. Yeah. Um, hey, whatever. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Uh, but yeah, he has like a long elastic tongue. That he like grabs a gun away from somebody guy, some somebody guy, some guy with somebody guy, somebody guy with. Um, and yeah, you get to you know another fun action scene. We get to see the mutants use their powers, and it's yep. it's cool. Uh, and then like. Uh, Mystique is like almost gonna kill this guy, and uh, Havoc uses mm-hmm. his uh, you know his, Havoc powers, his Havoc powers, his powers of Havoc. He creates some Havoc, uh, and he like shoots the guy in the back of the room, and yeah. he's just like, you know, I was I was handling it. He's like, yeah, I know, that's the problem. Um, so she sends him back to America. And we never see him again. Yep. <laughs> Even though like Havoc would probably be somebody you'd want to have on your side yep. during this whole thing. He disappears. Disappears, yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird. Because he was like a big part of the first one. Or not the first one, but first class. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then that's when you get to... Uh... <laughs> I just watched this today. I know, but yeah, I watched it yesterday. Like so. two hours, like three hours ago. Uh, I'm so fucking oh. mentally drained. We're not. We're not all just movie hounds, folks. We we, we you got to give us a break here, all right? Like, you know, sometimes we need to. <laughs> we get mentally exhausted talking about movies all, all the time. No, I can. That's what we're I can doing. never stop talking about movies. <laughs> don't get. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I can never stop talking about it. Um, no one is talking about. Nobody's this. talking about this. So how how does Wolverine convince? Uh, Professor X to help him out again. Uh, I think Professor X convinces himself, if I remember correctly. He says something like, I'll do it, but uh, not for you, for her. Oh, yeah, right, right. Because right. he that's, that's right, because he, he brings up the fact that, uh, you know, Raven, Raven's the key to all of this. Yeah, that, uh, that's so Raven. <laughs> that's so Raven. Uh, yeah, so that's how he convinces him to do it. And then they're like, Raven's the key to all of this. Raven's the key to all of us because she's, you know, she's more <laughs> blue than any character. <laughs> if we could get her working, wow! <laughs> Once again, we found a way to, Woo, to reference back to Star Wars. Star Wars again, every episode. Um, so yeah, then they they discuss the fact that oh yeah, <laughs> Magneto's in prison for killing JFK. JFK, I love that. Yeah, again, like another really another really fun trope and. The fun trope was when he was when he killed JFK. Yeah, right. They're like explaining like why JFK, yeah, right. How JFK got assassinated because obviously <laughs> Magneto can, can manipulate metal. Sure, he is the reason for the magic bullet because he was right. able to to manipulate its course through the air. Right, I love and it. get JFK, which is just a really fun idea. Again, like X Men First Class, 
uh, they spoiler alert. They reveal X Men are the uh, are basically behind the Cuban Missile Crisis. I heard that. In the, yeah, in they reference it in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is again just really fun. That like you get these. It's it's that's the fun thing about making like a superhero movie in the yeah. past. You get to like kinda... you get to have fun with some of the, the, the right. historical facts <clears throat> and that sort of thing. Yeah, I love it. I so have. yeah, yeah. So he's he's in the Pentagon prison, like in a prison cell, like way down below because he killed JFK, uh, which is just a really fun thing, yeah. and it totally makes sense, you know, that he can you know manipulate middle manipulate He can like direct the bullet, you know, towards yeah. towards him, which is really cool design on this prison cell too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all they explain concrete, that he, no because metal. he he can control metal. You know, it's all made of concrete and glass. Yeah. So that he can't possibly get out, which is just a really fun smart idea um and you also see like too like i really like how all the the guards weapons are all plastic mm-hmm. as well so he can't manipulate them which is yep. great uh good attention to detail just really fun moment yep. just really fun stuff and uh it's like man i don't know how we're gonna get him out and wolverine's like i i know a guy he could he can get in anywhere yeah quicksilver quicksilver who's yes. who's the best part of of this movie for sure uh yeah he's a blast he's so cool i mean he's he's great in like he's the only good part about X Men Apocalypse, <laughs> and I haven't seen uh, Dark Phoenix, but I'm sure it's true about that one as well. Yeah, because um, he's he's just a I, again I can't remember the actor's name, but he's he's really really good in this movie. Uh, just really does a good job of, of, of playing this. He's a kid because like it's it's yeah, in the seventies. He's like eighteen, nineteen. Right. Um, and if you're that young and you have the ability to, to move faster than that, I can see. He's got like a wall of. <laughs> boxes of ding-dongs <laughs> yeah that, yeah just stole oh uh, <laughs> uh, i love how um uh, when they go when they go to his, his house you can see there's like um like burn marks on the yeah the on the doormat mat, yeah because he's he's going in and out so quickly uh which is really funny <laughs> he's playing pong with himself at one point yeah yeah he's also like he also plays ping pong against himself yes. which is fun um but yeah he gets this really fun moment where like you see him like just going around super fast and uh, like when, when they come in, he's like, oh yeah, like you guys are from out of town. Cause I, when you walked in, I checked your rental agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, again, it's just a really fun way to, to use a character with like super speed in a movie. Uh, and he's great in it. And they're like, you know, we, we need your help getting this guy out of prison. And he's like, well, what's in it for me? It's like, well, you can say you broke into the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's because he, he's obviously a kleptomaniac. Yeah, he right. like, he's like, again, the, the, the wall of ding-dongs and, and ho-hos and Twinkies. And he also has like four TVs stacked on top of yes. each other as well. Like the Pong machine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, he kind of like, you know, makes the points like, you know, I, I, you, how could you have caught me? Like, you can't prove it. Like, you right. can't see anything. Because uh, he's just moving that fast, which is really, really fun. Um so yeah, like he, they go to, again, I think another funny trope in, in movies is like when you do like a robbery or a prison heist or something like that, yeah. a prison break is when you like sneak in with a tour group. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. There's tons of those. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really fun trope. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they sneak in with a tour group. The the tour group fight scene. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so they, he, he sneaks in with them and they, he, he makes his way, he steals a guard's uniform and makes his way down to the cell. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah like when he gets into the the elevator with the guard or whatever yeah <laughs> he like pulls out this duct tape and then, like in a later scene you can see him just like tape the side of the elevator, the the elevator yeah. which is great um, and he comes back later this is another really great comic relief moment yeah when they get back in the elevator yeah 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 um, 
Um, but yeah, we get to, he like he puts on the prison guard's uniform and looks hilarious. Yeah, because it's obviously a little bit too big for him. <laughs> right, yeah. and he's like obviously very young. Um, and he's walking down this long hallway with dinner, basically for uh, for Magneto. Yep. Uh, and he gets oh dinner with Magneto. <laughs> Dining with Maggie. <laughs> X-Men, dinner with my Magneto. Where's that movie? <laughs> um, yeah, but he what, he, he makes it all the way to the end of the prison and slides the tray down. There's a little note on the top that says, mind the glass. And he does this really cool like hand rattle, like vibrating the glass as, as fast as he possibly can until it completely buckles and shatters down. Yeah, because the entire ceiling of his shell is... It- yeah. Of the cells is glass, right? Um, and yeah, it's 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 cool because yeah, he can just vibrate his hands fast enough to break it, which is really yeah. It really, it's just it's again, it's a cool shot, a little bit of slow mo. It looks really awesome. Uh, and he gets him out of there, and uh, he <laughs> he gets in the elevator with Magneto, and he like quickly changes out of the guard's uniform, yeah, uh, which is funny. Back into his Pink Floyd T-shirt. Yeah, he's got like leather a leather jacket, jacket yeah. Pink Floyd T-shirt. You know, it's yeah, he's a teenager in the seventies, of course. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if, if you're familiar with the comics, you know that uh, that Peter Maximoff is the bastard child of Magneto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, like, he gets in the elevator with Magneto. He's like, I heard you can manipulate metal. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, my mom knew a guy who could do that once. <laughs> it's just, like, this fun little, like, throw-in uh, joke. Yeah, that, it was uh, really cute. Yeah, like, just like... really, really funny. Um, and, like... <laughs> He's like so. What, he's like trying to like prying it. Like so, what'd you do? What'd you do? Why are you in here? He's like, well, I killed the president. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, killing the president. Killing the president. Oh, he gets. Mm. <laughs> he like kind of turns back in the guard. He's tied up with duct tape on the wall. He's like, wow. So this is a really funny moment. Um, and then you get this this another like fun scene where. Uh, you have Wolverine and, and Professor, Professor Xavier like making their way down to the prison area. Making their way down to the prison <laughs> Walk. <laughs> Walking fast, faces past, and they're and they're shot trying to, at. They're trying to shoot you. Blingy, 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 blingy. Blingy. Uh, yeah, uh, and he's he's like trying to like convince the guard to let him through. Yeah, uh, and doing so unsuccessfully, which is again kind of fun because it highlights you know. Without his mind powers, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, basically he's not very persuasive. Right. Um, <laughs> Wolverine just bashes over yeah. the frying pan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he grabs a frying pan because they're in the kitchen. Yeah, grabs a frying pan and like, clocks them both. And, uh, and then you get this another funny moment. It's like, oh, I thought, you, you, were, uh, were you not finished? And he's like, sorry, I just really don't like violence that much. And the elevator door opens and Magneto's there. He's like, Eric. And then he's like, walks through and just punches him in the face. Right after saying he doesn't like violence. Again, it's it's fun. You need this sort of like lightheartedness in a, yeah. uh, in a, in like a what is a serious situation of breaking someone out of the Pentagon. Yeah, right. For killing Kennedy. <laughs> For killing the president. Um, so it's it's fun. And then, uh, and then you get like what's maybe the coolest scene in the whole movie. Yeah, this is badass. This is super cool. So they're in the ki- they're in the kitchen area there, and these guards roll up because obviously, um, and so like they're they're about to shoot everybody, and like you see like shit's going down. So like Wolverine's got his claws out. Like Magneto starts like pulling the metal around the room yeah. on these guys, and then everything just slows down. Yeah. And then you, you see... 
what what life is like for Quicksilver. Yeah, all the yeah. Time. yeah. So you see him like pull the headphones out and put him put him in, and he's he's playing. Uh, what 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 is that song? Ah, yeah. Mm, I can't remember. Or no, it's uh, if uh, it's Jim Croce. It's uh, if I could hold time in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an old Jim Croce song from the seventies. Right, yeah. right. Which is which is fun because it's you know it's fun because he uh, can you know move fast in time. Yeah. So yeah, everything slows down for him, and he he has this fun moment where he's just like running around. He's just like goofing off basically, but also like saving everyone's life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. At one point, he's like running out of the wall, and he like pokes one of the guards right in the <laughs> cheek and he gets a yeah. ripple across his face. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't even know how they did this effect. It's just really well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get to see like what life is like for Quicksilver. And uh, and then... He like moves bullets out of the way. Yeah, he has yeah. a guard punch himself in the face. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Yeah, two guys clock each other with their handguns. Just, you know... Uh, and then when he returns, he like basically settles back into position, and you see the bullets hit the wall behind him, like yeah. just miss, and all the guards fly backwards at once. Um, he, he stole one of the guards' hats too. Yeah, he stole one of the hats. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, he's got um, this big dumb grin on his face. Yeah. Um, and then you never see him again. <laughs> yeah, right. And then he disappears. Yeah, I was really bummed about that because. Well, I mean, the, the problem with characters like that is like you can solve too many things with them. Sure. The stakes aren't very high, and it makes sense that they would want to keep him at his home because he is like nineteen. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, um, but yeah, it's it's. I, I'm glad we got to see like Quicksilver do some fun stuff in this yeah. movie, and uh, you know, he's a, he's a fun addition to the the group. Um, and he's greatness. Yeah, he's just really good. Shout out to the actor. I don't know the guy's name, but I, I think know it's. I want to say it's like Russell something. Russell Russell K, sir. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, uh, no, he he's in a, a many 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 seasons of American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not a show that I like very much, but I, I always think that the uh, the actors do an incredible job on that show with really bad material um and he's really good so shout out to him for uh being a really cool guy yeah he's uh he's good and i, I again if they're gonna recast everybody i hope that you know he's one of the people they can bring back yeah he was really good uh evan peters evan peters evan russell <laughs> Wait, evan. No, i was gonna say russell peters evan russell peters <laughs> <Evan>. <laughs> Better known by Russell. Hey, my name's Evan Peters, but you can call me Russell. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Evan Peters is great, and uh, I'm glad he got to show his his stuff. Sure. Yeah. His moxie, his chaps, his whatever. His huevos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's good in this, and he does a good job. And then, uh, so then they have to fly to Paris. Because that's where the uh, like the peace accords for the Vietnam War were yeah. taking place, and this is kind of like ground zero for when Mag- uh, not Mag- Mystique mm. kills Trask. Yes, uh, so that's why they're going there to stop her. Um, and again, you get this really like a really intense scene on the plane over there because you know obviously at this point uh, Xavier and Magneto are not friends. No, uh, and basically like talking about how selfish magneto was for taking these students away from the school and like turning them for bad or whatever mm. um and like he had this intense scene where he's like yelling at xavier yeah. and he's like basically putting the plane into a nosedive yep 
uh, and you can see like the outside of the plane like crinkle and Crump, stuff. Yeah, crumples. It's in, cool. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like all, all the like again, like every scene with with Magneto in this movie is great. Yeah, uh, Fassbender just a really awesome. He's Michael, great in everything he's in. Michael Fassbender. He's one yeah. of those actors that like every movie he's in, he's he's, he's really good. Yeah, uh, and he definitely brings it for these. And I, I again like. If they can keep him on board for uh, whatever the MCU does with X-Men, that'd be sweet. Uh, but yeah, they go to Paris, and uh, you get to see how uh, Mystique like basically captures one of the Vietnam- Vietnamese generals mm-hmm. and you know assumes his form to attend this meeting. So he's there, she's there, they're there. <laughs> um, so like... And uh, so, like, they, they get there and, you know, Trask is, is telling these people about, you know, this. Again, t- telling them about the Sentinel program again. And uh, he has a little little DNA tracker thing with yep. him. And it starts beeping. Yep. And uh, picks up the Mystique's there. Yeah, we, we get a little earlier scene where she's in a club and she picks up a Vietnamese general. Just um, picks him right up. Just <laughs> picks him right up. <laughs> she, she, like, she picks up a Vietnamese general. Um, another movie troupe. Movie troupe. <laughs> Always troop together. Sorry. Um, no, another movie trope. Uh, the, uh, the Vietnam War ends differently than how it does in real life. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's basically the U.S. is conceding defeat to the Vietnamese, and they're throwing a little party, and uh, Mystique picks up one of the Vietnamese generals at the bar and takes him back to his room, and then... Uh, Almost kills him. She doesn't really kill him, right? She knocks him out. She knocks him out. Yeah, and uh, basically assumes his form. So when uh, P- Peter Dinklage is uh, in the room, I keep I'm calling him Peter Dinklage. That's fine. When Trask is in the room with the other generals, um, trying to explain the Sentinel program uh, one more time, the little detector one picks up. Time. One more time. <laughs> I'm gonna kill them all. Huh? Oh yeah! All <laughs> right, kept the feeling. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, his little uh, his little uh, mutant tracker goes off in his pocket, uh, and it points right at the uh, the same Vietnamese general that we saw earlier. Yep. So we can assume that she has assumed his form, and uh, and then we see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his, this guy's dick. We he just pulls it out right in the middle of the. <laughs> No, she like turns back into the, the yeah. blue mystique, and then you know because like they kind of establish she's like a really good hand to hand fighter. Yes. Uh, so like yeah, any scene where she is like fighting a large group of people, yeah. it's really cool because she has like a lot of really good you know fighting moves and stuff like that. She basically just takes like takes this room apart. Uh, and and is able to subdue everyone in there, which is like really impressive. Yeah. Uh, and that's like right when shit's going down is when uh, the the main group of X Men we've been following with you know Xavier and Magneto and Wolverine and Beast show up, and um, then like you, you get you get um like she gets tased. Yeah. When when they show up there, and uh, I love how Magneto. Uh, uses his powers to take the, the taser bolts yeah. off of her and, like, onto the guy who tased her. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, it's just really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, and he's there for, like, a long time. He's just getting, <laughs> yeah. he's getting tased. Yeah, and, and you, you see earlier, um, again, you may not have, have picked up on this with, well, you, you saw Wolverine Origins, so you've seen the yeah. only movie that matters. 
So yeah, you, right, you the best one. On, he picks up on the fact that uh, they show earlier that the guy who, who taser is, is Stryker. Yes. The guy who captures Wolverine and, and turns him into who he is. Right. Um, so they kind of established earlier in the film that, uh, you know, it takes a lot of you know mental effort to keep Wolverine, you know, in the past yeah. this way. So and, and if he if he like slips out of it, it could be like really really bad. Um, but you know, Wolverine sees Stryker there, and he like gets a flashback of you know his past, which is actually the future, right. and like kind of pulls him out of it for a minute. Back to the future, which is again like it's it it's both you know raises the stakes and also a way of like kind of neutralizing Wolverine for the scene. Yeah. Because if he was just there, then he the, the scene would have been, like, like, the fight would have been over. Like, he would just have been able right. to, like, subdue Mystique and it would have been, would not have been a problem. But with him out of the action um, and not really able to explain, explain what's going on, um, then you have to, like, rely on, like, this, this showdown between Xavier and Magneto. Yeah. And Magneto's like, well, if she's the reason why these Sentinels are after us, we should just kill Mystique. Yeah. Which like is just like it makes it makes sense, but it's like you know maybe the extreme solution, but it, it suits his character really well. Yeah. Um, and like <laughs> one of my favorite like shots in this whole movie, like super like is the next scene after is like the very next shot is you know Magneto's holding the gun to Mystique. And Beast like runs by and tackles him as he's holding the gun. Mm-hmm. The gun's falling out of his hand, and he fires it anyway because yeah. he's uh, Magneto. Yeah. And then he also like because Mystique like runs out of the room and jumps out the window. Yeah. And he like sends the bullet towards her. Down. Yeah. And he gets this like really cool shot. The camera like follows. And I know it's all CG, but it's still really cool. Yeah, it still looks good. Yeah, he gets this this cool shot of like slow motion of Beast tackling Magneto. He's like the gun's fall from his hand. He just like does like extends his, his fingers outward. The, yeah. the bullet goes out of it and then tracks it all the way down. You just like the camera like pulls all the way out of the room. It's just really cool. Like again, just you yeah. know, good filmmaking uh, by a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like, mean, we're not saying you don't you don't have to be a pedophile to make good movies, <laughs> but it helps. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yikes big yikes uh one large yikes please uh yeah so the bullet like hits her in the leg on the way down yeah and she just like hits the pavement yeah and uh obviously a blue woman like jumping out a window in the middle of paris it's kind of kind of shocking to a lot of people a little little surprising a little weird a little weird (laughs) but then she changed okay so one of my favorite weird things about this movie is she just like disguises herself right away yeah in front of everybody as <laughs> like, someone who's like in the crowd too like yeah she, right like someone like front and center in the crowd she disguises and like i like that they show the person's reaction to the person that she disguised herself yeah, as right like oh my god that's me <laughs> like this is so weird <laughs> um but you know she's like panicking so it's like it makes sure. sense if she would just like freak out and do that which is again it's pretty cool <laughs> she does it but she's like front and center like everybody yeah, knows it's yeah her. it's also a a black woman with a huge afro yes <laughs> That'll help you blend in. That'll help you blend in real in well. Paris. Uh, yeah, but uh, thanks, Kanye. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. I you know what? I get it now. <laughs> I can't repeat it, but I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, the only visual effect in this movie that doesn't work for me, and it's only because I'm nitpicky, is the uh, Zapruder Hi, I'm film. Nitpicky. Hi, I'm, name's nitpicky. <laughs> 
Y'all got any trashy one? I can take it for you. I'll, I'll make. I'll, I'll ridicule it the whole way, but I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I got me a whole pile of trash. This is your old pal, Nick Picky. Just reminding you that you don't have to be a pedophile to make movies. <laughs> but it helps. <laughs> Uh, oh my! Sorry. Woo. <coughs> anyway, the only visual that doesn't work for you is movie. What is? Uh, it's the like it's the the Zapruder film of uh, uh, like uh, you know all the uh, all the mutants walking around and they're like it's obviously filmed on like real seventy eight millimeter. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then they like. Put the special effects. On they top put of the it. special effects yeah. and CG the X Men in. It's the only part that I that doesn't work. Well, yeah, because they, they're, they're trying to explain like why, like how how this would have reached a you know a, a, sure a, you know the, the world audience. So there's they, they show the point of view of somebody filming this happening in the crowd. Yeah, and because it's the seventies, like you don't have like really good like handheld cameras. No, so it's like yeah, like it's really bad like quality recording. But yeah, it looks weird because you have this like low resolution like dirty film look yeah. and then you have like these pristine like special effects put on top of it right so it looks a little weird so like i yeah i definitely get what you're talking about there um but it, it does help explain like why you know this is kind of like how this could affect the world you know um and so he's like like beast jumps out the window after her um and like <laughs> magdito does his like floaty thing where he floats down which yeah. is just like super badass and then he's like he's pulling mystique back by the bullet in her leg yeah which really is cool just super cool and then pulls it out oh yeah yeah like, and then he's just kind of like holding it floating his hand like he's gonna he's gonna use it to, to kill yeah. her brutal um, Fucking yeah brutal. again like magneto in these movies is just like he's just badass he's just really cool yeah um and again fast bender just a plus fish bender um and then, uh, yeah, you get another fun fight scene. And there's, like, <laughs> a little fun fight scene where, like, yeah, again, Beast, like, jumps out after him and, uh, like, tackles him. And they're, like, fighting in the, this fountain out front. And uh, so, uh, you know, Beast has him, like, under, has Magneto, like, under the water. Like, yeah. he's trying to drown him. And then, like, at the last minute, like, Magneto, like, uses the, the fountain's, like, sculpture to, like, wrap a Beast up into it. Right. And, like, you hold him Pulls him up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's that's. I thought that was actually the effect you were going to mention when you said one of the effects doesn't really hold up because it looks kind of like rubbery and weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, but I don't I don't hate it. Like uh, only because it looks cool when he. Yeah, it's it, it's clever. You know, yeah. it's it's a good use of his powers again. Yeah, no, it's just that it's just that old that old film that looks really funny yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have. I, I I don't think I would have like picked that out unless you had mentioned it. You know, maybe maybe one of the big reasons I'm not a big fan of uh, like I don't even want to say I'm not a big fan. Maybe one of the reasons I don't seek these kind of movies out usually is because they're so heavily re, you know relying on CG. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple scenes in this movie that look a little like obviously fake. Um, but it's forgivable because the movie's good, the story's good. Yeah, I, I think. I, I see what you mean as well. I mean, that's that's definitely one thing that can hold some of these movies back. Yeah. Um, but when it's done well and, like, the story's good enough, it kind of, yeah. you know, overrides that. Um, so. Spider-Man Homecoming is another good example of that, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think well, I talked a little bit about it last week. There's a there's a couple scenes that are just, like, all CG. Right. But the story's good, uh, and I can forgive it for that. Yeah, and then there's movies like Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, 
Which where is the story filled. is bad and the CG is bad. Yeah, and it's and everything's miserable. Bad. Everything's bad. No one's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just wish these feelings away. I wish I could just wish my feelings away. <laughs> my favorite bad line. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then, you know, because during the scuffle, Mystique gets away. Yep. And, uh, you know, Xavier is trying to, like, calm Wolverine down because he, he, like, snaps out of it. Um, and, like, while, while he's, like, freaking out. reality. Oh, <laughs> oh there goes, there goes gravity. gravity. Oh, there goes Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- th- like, as he's, like, freaking out in the future, uh, he, you know, accidentally claws uh, Kitty Pride in the side. Yeah. Uh, which, it, it, like, hurts her, but they don't ever, like, revisit it. It's yeah, just, no, it's kind of like really. a like a fake moment of tension. Yeah, yeah, and I picked up on that too because like she makes it basically all the way to the end of the movie. Um, yeah, it's and it's, then by that point there's something else that's right threatening them, so yeah, it's like yeah. not as big of a deal. I yeah. feel like that's one of the things where there was probably another scene like showing how they had to like scramble to like save her, save her, and yeah. and that just got cut. You know, whatever. Um, I, it's probably a good bit time to mention. Um, I, I have not seen this version of the movie, but there is a Rogue cut oh, of the show uh, where the, the character Rogue is in it, um, mm-hmm. who's a big part of the, the original X-Men trilogy. Yeah. Um, and she's only in it for a cameo in this version. Mm. Uh, I have not seen the Rogue cut. Uh, apparently, it's it's good. Um, I, I don't know much about it, though. Yeah. But it's worth mentioning. So people don't, like, fucking yell at us about not mentioning the road cut because uh, you guys can't leave it alone yeah oh my god you all guys people talking about the road cut. all 15 of you who listen to this podcast who keep <laughs> hassling us like ooh, before we even watch I the movie i can't believe you didn't mention the road cut <laughs> like, we're, we're talking about the, the you know, eighth star wars movie and they're like oh, what about the fucking road cut <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, easy easy yeah god we're gonna, we're gonna talk about luke drinking Blue titty milk. <laughs> we don't have time for this road. We have time for this road cut, but now um, we have time for it. But now we have time. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure that's something that they address in the road cut because that's yeah. one of Rogue's thing is being able to like yeah. take power from somebody else to you know heal people. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that, that that's like a little <laughs> fake piece of tension, which is you know whatever. Um, and then you know Misty gets away. And goes to a hospital, gets goes, her leg stitched up. Yeah, and then like, and then you know, Magneto gets away as well. Yes, and so now like they're they're kind of chasing both of them. Yep, uh, which is which is cool because again, it kind of it's immediately like upends you know where the movie is at. In the first Everything, half. yeah. Well, yeah. and w- before any of that happens, we get to see another one of my favorite movie tropes: bad makeup, Richard Nixon. Oh yeah, Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, and like it's really funny how they frame this because like the next scene after uh, Mystique is in the hospital, where like they're watching on the news like what happened in Paris, um, they go right to the White House. Mm. It's it's like it's, it makes it seem like it's the same day or whatever, but obviously like but Trask is there, mm. so he traveled from Paris to DC in right. like three hours. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and he thought immediately after. Uh, getting attacked in Paris, like oh, I should go to Washington D.C. Yeah, right. uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's just a Whatever. little, 
little little tiny plot hole. Gotta keep that movie going. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the the president is like in this in the the Oval Office with all his advisors and like, <laughs> going over this this stuff. And and yeah, you get all the Nixon stuff. You get you know they turn they turn off a tape recorder. Uh, he you get to see his three dogs. You yep. know, you get all the Nixon stuff, which is fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's like this, he's he's handing out crack to minorities on the street. <laughs> You know, all the Nixon stuff. All the Nixon stuff. He's poisoning He's... the water supply in poor neighborhoods. <laughs> you know, Nixon stuff. <laughs> Nixon poisoned the water hole. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he's there in the Oval Office, like, consulting his advisors. About, Genuine like, bastard Richard Nixon. What do we do about this mutant problem? Yeah. And then, uh, like, Trask rolls and he's like, hey, I actually have a thing for that. Well, how come nobody told me? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he, he's like, well, how much do you need? I'll, I'll fund whatever it takes. And that's how you get the justification for, you know, why the Sentinels are, are created. So it's like, you know, it's then, then they kind of explain. It's like, well, I mean, like, in, in, when you go back in time and, like, things, you know, keep flowing the same direction, some things just never stop. Because they also revealed that, you know, when, uh, you know, Mystique got shot, some of her blood ended up on the street. And they were yep. able to use that because they, they established earlier in the film that they use her DNA to kind of design these sentinels to be able to change yes. with the mutant powers and stuff so they get some of her dna off the street so once again like we're, we're like in the same situation like nothing's really changed yet uh which keeps the stakes high which is which is good especially in a time travel movie to kind of keep that keep that rolling um and so like trask is like well i already have eight of these sentinels ready made, to go. ready to go and ready to, made and ready to go and uh, he's like, well, we should have a demonstration to show how, you know, America can protect its people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they kind of schedule this demonstration in, in, in Washington, D.C. in front of the White House. Yeah. And uh, so you get to see, like, these Sentinels get packed up and, and shipped out. And, um, again, r- another really cool Magneto scene. Yep. Like, he, he's just a fucking badass in this movie. Like, he, he like, rolls up on a train that's transporting these Sentinel robots. And, uh, like, he uses, like, he, he, like, pulls himself onto the train with his, his magnet powers, which, yeah. is, which is cool. And then when he gets on the train, he, like, rips the tracks up from behind it. Yeah. And then he uses it as, like, metal to fill in the gaps in the robots. Because they, they designed the robots to be, uh, to have no metal parts. Because they know, yeah. they know Magneto, is his power is controlling metal. So they want to make sure that, you know, of the X-Men they know about, they want to make sure that, you know, some of the, like, they're, they're foolproof against some of their powers. Um... So you like you like knowing this. He use, he puts the metal in the robots so that he can control them. Yeah, uh, which is you know just cool, ba- just really fucking badass. Like yeah. Magneto is just like you get to see like just how like good of a villain he is. Yeah, uh, and just how smart he is and how how he can use his his power so well, uh, which is cool. And again, like the whole time. Like this, if if you're keeping track, we've probably mentioned Michael Fassbender like seven times yep. by now. Fassbender, uh, he's really great. <laughs> I keep saying it. Yeah, yeah, he's good in this movie. <laughs> he's good in a lot of movies. If you're listening, uh, Disney, get him, get him back for your X Men movies because he's awesome. Fassbender. <laughs> uh, fast bender. <laughs> he can bend really quickly. He can yep. bend metal very quickly. And you could bite his shiny metal ass. <laughs> fast bender guys yeah. guys get it get that really timely futurama <laughs> reference <laughs> Sorry. oh yeah um and yeah so like he, he, they follow this and it we're, we're, we're scooting right along here we uh, are with this description 
Um, no, that's fine. That's fine, <laughs> that's though. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's Trying a, to keep it high and tight for you Yeah, all. really, really. I mean, there, it's not that there isn't much to discuss here, but, like, it's... No, it, the it's, movie does move pretty quickly, We We talked about it uh, last time. It's, like, the summer blockbuster thing, like, they go pretty quick, so... Yeah, I mean, this movie is a little over two hours, but there's, yeah. there's a lot of like, Perfect. action scenes. Perfect time. But it's yep. it's just a lot of good... Got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then this this kind of, like, leads to the the big, like climactic moment of the movie yeah uh where it's in washington dc in front of the white house Mm -hmm. and uh you know you you get this one last chance for um like xavier to kind of stop mystique yeah so they they, after after failing in paris they go back to the the xavier xavier mansion and uh you know professor xavier's just like he's distraught he's totally beside himself he just he he's he hasn't had the uh injection of the serum for a while yeah so but he's getting his mind powers back, but he's also losing control of his legs again. Yeah. So he's like, you know, on on his last nerve, he's like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get my legs back. I, you know, I gotta get the serum back in me. Kind of like, a, you know, kind of like a drug addict. Just gotta like, get he, the he, serum he, back. He needs his fix. Um. So they go go back to the the, the mansion, and like you know, Beast and Wolverine kind of drag him in because he's losing control of his legs. Yeah. And they set him down, and and you know, Beast runs off to go grab the the medicine. And, and Wolverine's like, look, we can still do this. Like, you have to, you know, tap into your power. Like, we, we need you for this. Yeah. And, like, we need you Cerebro. Which, if you're familiar with the comic books or if you've seen the other X-Men movies, Cerebro is, is basically... Giant supercomputer. Yeah, basically, it lets him track yeah. mutants. So, mm-hmm. um, but he has to use his, like, mind powers to be able to use it, obviously. Uh, that's why only he can use it because he's the only one who has strong enough, you know, telepathic, yeah, yeah. telepathic connection to actually use it. Um, and so, like, he, he's just like, look, we have to use uh, Cerebro. It's the only way we'll be able to find Mystique. And uh, so he convinces him to do it. And uh, you get this cool scene where he goes into the, you know, the Cerebro room. And, like, he blows the dust off the helmet because yeah. it has been so long since he's been there. And like he puts it on, he's just like immediately overwhelmed. He just he just can't do it because like he hasn't used it for for so long, and like he's basically at the end of his rope. And uh, you get this really cool moment where you know he taps into Wolverine's mind, and he sees all the shit he's been through. Yeah. And then he's like, I, I don't want your future. I don't want I don't want what happened to you. He's like, well, we can change that. Yeah. And he's like, I, I just don't think I can. And then you get this really cool moment where you get to see. James McAvoy's Professor Xavier talking to Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Professor really Xavier. cool. Really cool. And it's just like a really cool Loved moment. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm so glad they did that in this Me movie too. because it would have been a real shame to not have those two interact. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really cool moment because like it's basically... Charles? Yeah. Charles. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's cool. It's really cool. And they kind of get this this cool like moment of where like he, he, he kind of pep talks him into, uh, into doing it. And he, he's able to find Mystique. And she's in an airport heading to DC, which is yeah. where they find out about what's going on there, and that's why they all go there. But like again, like another really cool scene uh, of when he's using Cerebro to try to get to Mystique. Uh, he's like taps into around some of the people around her, and she's like sitting on an airport bench, and like this old woman turns and it's like Raven, you have to, yeah, you right. have to stop. And it's 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 cool because you get to kind of see you know how how powerful he actually is, and yeah. he can tap into other people like that. Um, all over the place it happens like eight or nine times yeah it's it's a it's a cool it's a cool moment in the movie uh, how they do that um 
but you know she he he can't he ultimately can't like convince her otherwise yeah um and so she she ends up going to dc for this so they have to head down there and and try to stop it and uh so they all they all get back in the car and head down to washington dc uh and um the washington (laughs) dc the washington dc and uh you get the kind of the 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 final you know set piece of the whole movie and uh like fucking magneto i know he he literally pulls up old uh jerry park and just (laughs) fucking like you just know. like rips it out of the ground, yeah, and just just like floating across the city with it, yeah. which is just fucking badass. Yeah, it's really it's just cool. So fucking cool. Uh, and and basically like they're they're demonstrating these Sentinel robots to this this crowd of onlookers, and uh, it's it's yet another really funny moment where uh, Wolverine walks through a metal detector and it doesn't go off. Yeah. He's like he looks back. <laughs> he's like, like wait, he's... <laughs> this this never this that never happens. Uh, so that's that's fun. And then, uh, yeah, so they, they, you know, they're having this presentation where they yep. show off the Sentinel robots. Yep. And uh, Magneto turns them on the crowd. Yes. Uh, which is just like, he's like blowing up police cars and stuff. And it's yep. just like really intense. Uh, and like everyone's freaking out. So like Nixon and all of his advisors go into the White House, into this like bunker below yep. the Oval Office. Panic room. The panic yeah. room. And uh, so then you get, then you see like, that's where he brings a baseball stadium in and just like drops it yep. around the White House as like a as a perimeter. Really cool. Really, really fucking cool. Um, and then like he he you get this this you know a fight scene where you know you get like Wolverine and, and Beast are trying to disable the the Sentinel robots. Yeah. And like they they get one down and like um, Magneto just just handily. Takes oh, yeah. care of both whoop, Beast and Wolverine. Whoops a mass. Yeah, yeah like he, he, Wolverine's running at him and he tears out a bunch of rebar from the stadium. Yeah. And just like impales him like yeah. five times. And it's like basically he like sticks him to the ground. Yeah. It's just like, it's brutal. Yeah. And then he like lifts him up and yeah. just like throws him, throws him into the river. <laughs> yeah. It's it's insane. Like, like it, a mile away. It's Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. And, and like you're thinking like, this is the like the like the central character of the movie, yeah. And he's just like chucked into a river. Good night. And it's just like shit. Like this is this is how you like build like big stakes for I think a, an action set piece because like mm. I think everyone expects Mag- or uh, Wolverine to make it to yes. the movie, but like they just completely take him out of it. Yeah, he fucking doesn't. Yeah, he gets he gets fucking uh, out. Uh, how do I want to say this? He gets he gets handled and put aside for the rest of the movie, basically, but for I, the rest of the sequence. And you know, I think it's I think it's really a big risk that they took, yeah. like from a filmmaking standpoint, because you know everyone goes to these. I mean, most people go to these movies to see Wolverine, sure, and to have him just like on the sidelines for the final fight. Yeah. But what they but what it does is it puts the conflict on like the three main like parts of the conflict. You have. Um, Professor Xavier on one side, Magneto on one side, and Raven in the middle. And it's like the two angels, like the angel and the devil on, on her shoulder trying yeah. to convince her to go each way. And it's 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 really cool. It's really it's really surprising that they did it that way instead of having... Because you could have had like just this, this stereotypical like punch em up fight at the end where sure. like the, the hero is fighting the villain or whatever. But they, they they took it a completely different way, and it's it's real, it's a lot more interesting for sure. Yeah. Because um, you think of like every other superhero movie, like that's kind of how they resolve it. It's like sure. a, a big punch up fight at the end, 
Yep. And it's it's cool. It's fun to watch sometimes. And that's cool. That's cool. But like this, this has a lot more like story implications, yeah. and it it kind of fits the story a lot better, which I like a lot. Um, and then at the same time, in the future, the uh, the Sentinels have discovered their base in China. Mm-hmm. So you have like the two ends of the story kind of meeting ahead. And uh, like it's, it's the race against time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so you have again another another cool fight scene in the future where you get to see the X Men like fighting against Sentinels, and they're obviously outmatched completely. Yeah. Um, and you get to see Storm kicks a mask, which is which is cool. Uh, Halle Berry is Storm. Yeah. Is, is really fun. Um, and uh, you get to see the Blink like using her portals in yeah, really, which really is cool really ways. badass yeah like the way she like sends uh, Colossus through like a series of portals to yeah. like increase speed as he like pile drives a, uh, a Sentinel really really cool um, but ultimately like, they, they're like just, they're getting their asses handed to him because the Sentinels are just too strong yeah um, even though Magneto sends the um, the the X-Jet towards like the sentinels coming in and blows yeah. it up uh which again if you're familiar with the comics you know the the uh like the the engine and the and the, the x-jet is like a nuclear reactor right. so like it's obviously like a big explosion it wipes a lot of them out but they, they still keep coming like you yeah. see them like climbing up the side of the castle it's just like yeah. it's really really imposing um and it does a good job of, like kind of building the stakes quite a bit and uh so you get these two like elements like meeting it ahead at the end of the movie and uh so you get you get this really insane shot of magneto pulling the panic room out of the white house yeah yeah <laughs> which is just... literally just rips it straight out of the white house and sets it down on the lawn and then just rips the front off of it yeah so he right can, he can talk he, he opens the door first which i thought was really <laughs> yeah. funny he, like opens the door and then tears the front off yeah yeah this is just fucking badass uh, yeah, Magneto's just a fucking badass in this movie. He's great. Um, and then he like they all have his their guns to, to, like pulled on him. And yeah. he, just, he just rips them out of their hands. He turns them on then, and then he does. And then he turns all the cameras yeah. towards him, and he has a, like this big speech as to why like the humans should fear mutants and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. All right, <laughs> like he's really, really he's doing shit. Yeah. Um, and so then you get like. Uh, Mystique, who was there, like disguised as one of the Secret Service members, uh, you know, or you, you see, you see first uh, Nixon walking out of the panic room, yeah, and then you get this quick shot of like Trask, and then like it pans over, and Nixon's next right next to him, yeah, and it's like you immediately know like this is Mystique disguised as Nixon, which is yeah. which is again it's really fun, um, but he goes out there and faces him face to face, and. Uh, so like they're, they're, while they're while they're standing off, um, oh shit! <laughs> uh, she Professor Xavier. Yeah, what he's like trying to. He's trying to communicate with her, basically. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to convince her to. Uh, well, to, this is this is this is that happens next because hmm. she basically. Oh, that's right. She uh she shoots <laughs> she shoots Magneto in the neck. There you go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like reveals herself as as Mystique. Yes. And then you know when when uh, Magneto has his guard down, she shoots him in the neck, yeah. and it like knocks him out for a second. 
Um, you know, like it would most people. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, and and then she has like the chance to to shoot Trask. Yeah. And then that's when Xavier like gets in her head, and and he's like, you know, look, you, this is your your chance to to make things right. You know, you ha- the only like you haven't hurt anybody yet. You know, yeah. just just drop the gun and leave. And uh, she does. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of what sets the the things actually in motion to you know stop the sentinel program from going into right. any place and then um you know she <laughs> you get this another like little fun moment with uh mystique and, and magneto she like rips his helmet off and uh she's like he's all yours now eric mm. uh and then he's like i thought you were a better shot than that she's like well if i like she's suddenly like well if i wanted to kill you i would have or something like yeah. that um so and then you know uh xavier makes uh magneto like drop all the guns and everything like that and get the get the thing of of debris off of him so he can get back up mm-hmm. uh and uh you know wolverine floats away or not wolverine uh magneto floats back away yep and uh you know you get you get kind of a jump cut back to the the future back to the future and you see like and again like while this is happening you see like the sentinels like making their way into the room where Kitty Pride is yep. is controlling Wolverine, and then all of a sudden, it all just you don't. Yeah, and then uh, Wolverine wakes up and he's back. Yeah, in the Xavier Mansion. Yep. And, and it's it's another fun thing is like they had the same song playing on the radio that was when he woke up in seventy three. Yep. Which is always a, I think it's a, always a fun thing to do in any time travel movie. Yeah. Um, and like he wakes up and everything's back to normal. The school's back to normal. Yep. All the students are there. Uh, you get a cameo from Kelsey Grammer as yes, uh, which he he's great. He he's the only good part of X Men Three. Yeah. Uh, if you end up seeing X Men Three, he's the only good part of it. Um, yeah, you get Kelsey Grammer's Beast. You get to see you get a little cameo with every one of the uh, other X Men characters from the other other movies. Uh, some of the dead characters are back again. Yeah. Um, so again, this, this the best thing that this movie did is it like took X-Men 3 out of the canon. Because <laughs> yeah. X-Men 3, uh, again, spoiler for that movie, and they kind of show it in like a flashback in this one uh, when um, Xavier is going into Wolverine's mind. Uh, like you have Jean Grey turning into Phoenix. Right. She, she turns bad. She kills uh, Cyclops. She kills a lot of other people. And Wolverine has to kill her to you know stop her from yeah. you know taking over and like killing everybody. Yeah. Um, which again, if you know a little bit about the comics, you know Wolverine and, and Jean Grey are you know in love with each other, yeah. um, and so obviously it's it's very hard for Wolverine to have to kill the person he's in love with. Uh, I mean, I don't well, think it wasn't that hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But then yeah, you get to see at the end like he's he sees her in the hallway. He's, he's like, oh my god, Jean, you're 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 alive, and she's like, yeah. Mm. Like goes and then he goes and like touch her face and like Cyclops like slaps his hands like way he's like hey what are you doing there because <laughs> then in uh, X Men you know one two and three they're they're together yeah for a lot of it and they are in the comic books as well for a long time um, and, and so yeah you get the, you get to see everything you know it's kind of come back together and and yeah like I said the best thing this movie ever did was making X Men three obsolete Disappear, again yeah because uh, that movie is just did terrible terrible things in the story yeah uh because like they again they killed cyclops in that one for no reason who he never dies in the comics like he's one of the few characters he just doesn't get killed um <laughs> they kill professor xavier in that movie as oh, well Oh god why? i know it's it's so bad like seriously that movie sucks 
they do so many stupid things with it. Um, so yeah, it's the best thing this movie did is it, it kind of like rewrote. Corrects all that. Yeah, it corrects all that. Uh, so see, I knew none of that. So yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, so it, it's it's fun seeing it because like if you'd seen X Men Three and you see this movie, it's like, oh, thank God, yeah, <laughs> you know, they did the right thing, uh, which is always fun to do in a sequel when you like you know negate the stuff that happened right. in the the bad one. Unlike Star Wars, when they they yeah, neglected all the things that happened in the good movie, laid into it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> every show every show um and like you know uh it's, it's again another funny moment it's like xavier's like shouldn't you be teaching your class he says to wolverine yeah and he's like what what, what class, class am i teaching he's like history he's like ah, i think i need your help with that because yeah. i don't remember anything after 73 yeah it's like oh, oh you're back you're back yeah he's and then uh he's like what's the last thing you remember and he's like drowning yeah which is like a really like spooky thing yeah. and then it's it smashes back to, to 73 and you see like his his body being pulled out of the river uh by striker who yep. you, well you think it's striker and then it's revealed that you know he's that striker's actually Mag- or uh, mystique and then that's where yeah, the movie ends yep so it sets up something for the the sequel and that's another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, apocalypse. Um, apocalypse. We get the little post uh, post credit sequence here. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to watch that part of this movie. Oh, yeah. I there's... forgot that was in it because that's that's the end. It's like yeah. at the very end, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I forgot to watch that part. Yeah, you get to see a little sneak peek of, of apocalypse at the end. Yeah. Uh, so they set up apocalypse. Yep. And but... uh, don't see that movie. Don't. It's bad. Should I not? I mean, if eventually we'll probably see it for this show. Yeah, Apocalypse is pretty dope in the comics. Yes, so. and he like it's really bad. Uh, it's how do you fuck up Apocalypse? I mean, it's it's sort of like I don't know. He's kind of like he's kind of like a living god. Like yeah, he's, right. He doesn't like he doesn't do much in that movie. Like he 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 gets his like four horsemen. What do you mean he doesn't do much? He's apocalypse. Seriously, I know. Like it, it was this. It's like it's disappointing for me too. Especially since they got Oscar Isaac to play Apocalypse, and Oscar Isaac is great. Yes. Uh, so I was like, I was like yes. really excited for it because I'm like, I like Oscar Isaac. I like where this this last yeah, movie what ended. Yeah. The fuck? How do you fuck you know, up Apocalypse? Like the it had a great trailer, and like uh, yeah. So um, I mean, if you really want to watch it. Just watch it, but like, man, it's yeah, we'll save it's it. bad. We'll, we'll save it for the follow-up really to this one. We'll watch it like, like thirty episodes from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we're uh, we're like running at the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> um, or once we get like more listeners and actually yep. suggesting things, for the love of God, suggest stuff for us please. to watch. Yeah, guys, please give us stuff because we, I mean, we, we have our own list we're working. More, through, moreover, but. I want to know what you guys want us to talk about. Yeah, I think that's that's more than anything because like you know we we can talk about movies all day. And, you know, hopefully this is interesting for you. And I hope you, hopefully you guys are enjoying this. But I think more than anything, I'd like to know what you guys want us to talk about. Um, but that being said, uh, what, did you, what did you, like, what did you overall think about this movie? Because I know you, you like, texted the other night. You're like, yeah, this, this movie's actually pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, I liked it. I, I think if I was going to uh, score it, uh, whenever I try and review movies, I try and compare them to similar movies that I've seen. If I was going to rank this one out of 10, I would give it like a solid 7.5 to an 8. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's yeah. like seven, probably seven point five. I would say like seven point five is like right in the right in the ballpark with like Dark Knight being. Oh yeah, yeah, That's, you know that what I mean. That is the 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 pinnacle for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I would I would you know what I mean I I would I would put this definitely somewhere under that but you know yeah definitely above X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Um, so not as good as Dark Knight, better than X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like you know yes. the wise. It's pretty right? close. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty close. It's a solid like seven, seven and a half. Uh, I like the fact that I, as an idiot and a layperson, could understand it. Yeah, it's, um, I, I I thought you would be able to like going into it as as I remember the movie. Um, it, it seemed to me like a movie you could go in yep. without knowing anything. And I'm, I'm super excited. And I'm glad that I'm glad I was glad to hear you say that because it's it's always tough to judge that when you've seen the other movies in the franchise. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's another thing to this movie's credit that it's, it is able to kind of stand on its own. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I would think I was more impressed than anything that it was able to. Because the, the Days of Future Past story is a very complicated story. Yeah. And I was, like, really impressed they were able to, like... Make it easy, yeah. It was... Make it easy to understand and then, like, bring it into, like, a two-hour movie, you know? Yeah. Um, it is, you know, it's a fun movie to watch. It's got some really fun scenes in it. Yep. Um, again, I love that they were able to bring these two versions of yeah. the series together. Really cool. In such a cool way. Um, Didn't feel boring at all. There was no point of this movie where I felt bored with what was happening on screen. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's probably the last like great like X Men movie. Yeah. Um, like I don't know if you would consider Deadpool or Logan to be X Men movies, but um, uh, kind of. Uh, Logan is kind of like up up towards the top as far as I yeah, know, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think Logan might be the the best movie of that that franchise. Yeah. Um, but if you're not counting Logan as an X-Men movie, because it doesn't really have anything to do with the greater X-Men as a whole, yeah. I think this is, you know, the, the next best one. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I just, I kind of look at it as like, as a comic book movie, like how well does it do like translating these, these comic book ideas, ideas to the screen. Yeah. And that's, I think it's one of the best examples of that, you know, yeah. ever. I think it's up there, uh, with, with the Dark Knight. I mean, I don't think it's as good as the Dark Knight. No. From a film perspective. But just judging it off of a yeah, story, the story looks very solid. Yeah, story's really solid. The action's good. All the acting is really good. Yep. Like, there's again a couple minor gripes with it. Yep. But it's just a really good, fun movie. Nobody phoned anything in for this. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Really, really and it's good. it's again it's it's really cool to see. You know, if if you've seen the other X Men movies or if you haven't, I I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I would too. And uh, it's uh, again. It's it's summer. You want to watch a summer blockbuster. You're sitting at home. It's on Disney Plus. So yeah, it's, on it's, Disney it's Plus very accessible right now. Yeah. Um, Again, not that I like wouldn't pay to watch this movie. It was just you know everybody kind of like fell into the Disney Plus thing sure. uh, last yeah. year. So I mean, it's I worth it for the Mandalorian movie. alone. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So give it a watch. Yeah, it. give it a watch. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, please. Like, I I would love to hear uh, your suggestions for for mo- more movies yes. for us to watch. You know um, where you can find us to tweet those suggestions. I, I, I don't know where, where where would that be. Where you can find us at sequelize this on Twitter and we're also on Facebook. <laughs> at yes, <laughs> yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Twitter. at sequelize this on both platforms. Don't we have an email? address? We have an email too? address. You can yeah, you right. can email us. Yeah. Uh, sequelize this at gmail dot com. Yeah, um, you can send a letter to my house, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I'm not going to tell you what my address is. Um, but you could do it. But you theoretically, could do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you do the address. If you do it, yeah. You could find me at my place of employment and tell yep. me what movie you want me to see. Yep. Um, but I, I'm, you know, yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that either. 
Uh, I would recommend you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, yes. and send us an email at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think you know this movie does stand on its own. Um, I again, I like that it fixes X Men Three. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of does a, a a really good job translating the Days of Future Past storyline to the screen. So overall, it's really really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was worth a watch. I was happy. I. Uh... Well, I'm glad you liked it because yeah. I, I, it's always again it's because you like you said you you're not a huge comic book movie fan. Yeah. Um, not that you don't like the movies, you just don't seek them out. Uh, I am the opposite of that. Like I yeah. am all in. I'm seeing, you know, all the good ones again. I I didn't see Dark Phoenix because I know that one's bad. Yeah. Um, but I watched Apocalypse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, the critics they can't be right. This looks really cool. <laughs> oh, they were right. Mm. Um, I find more often than not I kind of fall on the the line with the the critics. Because I am also a critic. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> depends on the movie. About. There's sometimes where they just fucking completely get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, but I think you know more often than not, I kind of fall in line with the critics. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree too. Um, uh, it, it's, it's it's you know a little bit of here, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I tend to too. Um, two 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 um, two of them. <laughs> Because I am a critic now. Yes, I'm of course. A famous movie critic. <laughs> famous. <laughs> well, uh, I yeah, guess... Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's an episode. I, I, we, uh, I guess we gotta, I gotta, like, quit dicking around and uh, get through Godfather 2 next week. Yeah, we should definitely do that. But uh, if, if we can't watch it, that's a big if. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, one other movie I'd like to talk about uh, going along with the summer blockbuster thing, is one of my favorite action movies ever, The Godfather Part Two. <laughs> no, no, it's a uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. choice. I love that uh, movie. Academy Award nominated. Yes, film. Academy Award nominated Mad, Mad, Mad winner, Max Fury Road. Winner. It won for um, uh, costume design. If I, remember I don't remember. It was yeah. nominated for best picture. Yeah. Which was insane. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. was nominated for uh, Best Picture. But yeah, it's it's the only Mad Max film I've seen. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I've seen I've seen one and two. So I, I'm not gonna have a, a the full frame of reference that you nope. will. But also, from what I understand, it doesn't really make a doesn't difference. Doesn't matter. But uh, uh, it's a good thing about both of those movies. You don't really need the to see any of any of these movies. Yeah. To jump right into them. Right. But yeah, we'll be talking about uh, Fury Road after we talk about Godfather Part 2. Yep. So if you want to get ahead of yourself, you can watch that in preparation for that. Uh, but until then, I hope everyone has the best weekend of your life. Yeah. And I hope you all get laid and that sure. your dreams come true. Yeah. I don't. I hope none of those things. If you have dreams. I, I hope. Uh, don't let your dreams be dreams. I hope you're ending. I hope Just you're... do it. I hope you're jerking off alone on the couch. And, <laughs> you know. But until sad. then, uh, I've been Dan. I've been Chris. This has been Sequel Is This. We'll see you next week, everybody. I won't see you because I'm not looking at you because it's a podcast. <laughs> I'm looking at the wall. Looking Woo! at the wall. What's going and, on, uh, wall? Hope you guys hear us next time. I don't. And, uh, yeah, I love you. I don't. Uh-huh.